Acts chapter 2, 41 to 47. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. And he continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, and in breaking of bread and in prayers. And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together and had all things common, and sold their possessions and goods, parted them to all, as every man had need. And they, continuing daily with one accord in the temple, and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their bread with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Now, I want you to notice some essentials here. The Bible said they prayed. The Bible said they continue in fellowship with one another, being in close contact, that is. The Bible said they were breaking bread, eating the Lord's Supper. The Bible said that they paid attention to teaching. But the Bible did not stop there. For many of us, we seemed to have stopped there. Because the Bible now talked about what they are listening to, their prayer time, their fellowship, how it translated to their generosity. Many times we've stopped where the Lord did not ask us to stop. We've stopped where the Lord would desire us to continue. I go to church, I pray, I study, but the early church did not stop there. The Bible says that they sold their possession. It's an extreme giving, but it's a grace on God's people. And I believe that during this teaching, God is ministering grace to your hearts so that if you can stand by faith right now, not later, right now, and say, you know, these words that I hear, I'm going to do them. He brings grace. And this grace will cause you to be abounding. You're going to be hearing God speak to you in certain areas of your life that you've never had before. Because now God knows that you're going to do what He's placing in your heart. And by doing it, favor, according to the word of God, comes your way. So that you can bear much fruit in good works. And so that you can have to give to those in need. Many believers seem to think, oh, their prayers alone will bring the benefit. Their prayers alone will, will cause them to have. I've spoken a lot with business people, especially in relation to what is going on in the economy of Nigeria. Things are hard. Naturally speaking, the prices of food have 5x since 2016. The cost of production is high. There is high inflation in the nation. It has been tough for businesses. And people are asking, where is God's intelligence in all this? I see people who do business live like they don't have a business. I see people who are working suffer lack. And they say, they pray. They keep praying. They keep praying. That they are praying. That they are studying. That they are fellowshipping with God. But have you been giving? Have you been giving? 
Yes, we are praying. Oh, this church too, they prayed. Oh, I attend all church services. This church too, attended all church services. Oh, I do not forsake the assembly of the brethren. This church too did not forsake the assembly of the brethren. What did they do that I'm not doing? Are you giving? Are you more generous? Are you putting other people in consideration? Are you giving in recognition of the fact that what I have belongs to God? Are you serving God with your finances? That's what many people are not doing. So they are praying God for the things that operate on the principles that God has set in motion. It works. It works. 100% all the time. It works. When we do what God has said, faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. When you do what God has asked you to do in his word, it works. All the promises of God in Christ, they are yea, in him they are amen. It works all the time. It's you who should check yourself. It's you who should make sure that you are in alignment. Bring your finances into alignment. Bring your business into alignment. Bring your job, wherever you are working, into alignment. Go and look at your giving. Go and look at what you are doing with your finances. Oh, you want favor. Pray God for favor. I pray God for favor. I pray God for favor. But you know, this church never prayed God for favor. They only gave by grace. And favor came. I tell you the truth in Jesus again. God prospers your way because he knows that your prosperity will prosper the work of the gospel. That's the principle. Many people are complaining. God is not showing up for me. God always show up. God is faithful. You are the one not faithful. You just need to search yourself and find out. I'm in need. I'm not having enough. I'm not having supplies. Oh, I'm not seeing favor. Mm, check. Check this scripture. Evaluate your life in the light of this scripture. You've been keeping in store for yourself, like the Bible said, through Haggai's prophecy. He said you are putting money in bag of holes. You put money there, it's leaking out. Some of us will store money up for the things we want to do. The purposes of God are there. The things that are supposed to be done, they are not being done. Your pastors are crying. The church is trusting. You have brothers and sisters in dire need. But you just don't care. Oh, you are putting money in the bag of O's. That's what you are doing. Acts chapter 4, 33 to 37. And with great power gave the apostles witness of resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Neither was there any among them that lacked. For as many as we are possessors of lands and houses sold them, and brought the prizes of the things that were sold, and laid them down at the apostles' feet. And distribution was made unto every man according as he had need. And Joseph, 
who by the apostles was surnamed Barnabas, which is being interpreted the son of consolation, a Levite, and of the country of Cyprus, having land, sold it, and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. I want you to notice here something very crucial. That's in third four. He said, Neither was there any among them that lacked. This was not fictional. This is real. Neither was any among them that lacked. Any, any. Look at the word any. That's there was no one. There was no record in a church of 8,000. Because at one point, Peter preached, 3,000 people came into the body of Christ. Then again, he preached, there was about 5,000. And the Bible says that, and the Lord added to the church daily. So there were more than 8,000 people in this church. And among more than 8,000 people within this church, the Bible is saying that they searched among these 8,000 people and there was no one that lacked a single thing. That's a movement. I, I, I say to you, that's a movement of God's grace, God's ability to provide. That's something that we have not come to experience fully in the body of Christ. You can as well go to a church today, a local church, and you'll be sure that there are needs in that church. But in a church of more than 8,000, some of our local churches are not more than 100. And yet there is great lack. Now, you see how these needs were supplied. The Bible said here that people who have possessions began to sell. Nobody told them to sell possession. They just had God. They just dreamt. They just saw visions. And God gave them instruction that, hey, you cannot have this land and my people will be going through hardship and they just have to sell. Nobody told them. Just the same way I'm not telling you to sell your land. Just the same way I'm not asking you to sell houses. I'm simply saying that pay attention. Align today. Start trusting God and start believing God for your finances. When you build your finances in such a way that there is no expression of faith, you do yourself a disservice. In other words, when you have so much that there is no room to exercise faith, there is no room to say, ah, this one I cannot provide, God just has to come true. When you begin to snatch up money in your bank account, when you begin to have money investments, and what have you, when you begin to store money up there, because land, houses, was an investment that these people have invested in. When you begin to put money in such a place that you have somewhere that you can say, yes, anytime I'm in need, I have somewhere to go back to. You do not give room. Hmm? You do not give room to exercise faith. So everything you are providing for it. But God wants to also demonstrate his wisdom in your finances. That's why he's asking you to give. When you give, you become quote and unquote vulnerable. So that God can begin to do things in your life that you know that this is the hand of God. God wants to demonstrate his unusual ability in your finances. But you have not put yourself in a position where you are vulnerable. The just shall live by faith. 
and not by sight. Anytime you look at your bank account and you are confident that I can provide in the next one month, I have a guarantee of where supply is coming out. That's not faith, that's sight. Every time you look at your investment and say, for life, I am secured because of what I have. That's not faith, that's sight. So that means that the just, that is the righteous living by faith, is talking to you. So you are the one who is supposed to live by faith. Your life should be a daily exercise of faith. So when you have built a lot of things, you have put them in place and you say, that expression, my soul, relax. You know, you have everything covered. You put money in this and you are just at peace. No, just relax. That's not an expression of faith. That's an expression of sight. By what you can see, you can project, oh no, this month is going to be wonderful. I, I will not have any need of anything this month. That's sight, not faith. And God is saying, the just shall live by faith. Someone who sold the house, where would his help come from? The Bible says, my help cometh from the Lord, who made heaven and heads. The reason why we hold back is because we are not expressing faith in our giving. Our giving, most times, does not show faith. Our giving, most times, is not a demonstration of faith. Your giving should be in line with your faith. It should be a demonstration of, I believe that God is my provider. And therefore, I believe that it is not what I hold in my hands that sustain me. It is not what I keep back for myself that secure my life, that provide for my needs. Therefore, once you know that it is not what you have in your pocket, okay, that ensures that you are safe, you are more willing to give. Because you know that either anyways, God will provide. And those things cannot sustain you. So stop putting your finances in bag of holes. You are looking forward for an harvest and what you are seeing is very little. You are expecting much and you are seeing little. God is saying, consider your ways. Take deep thoughts about what you are doing with your finances. So there was no lack in this church. Because people like Barnabas sold his house. Eventually, Barnabas never needed this land. Barnabas sold his land in um, Acts chapter 4. But it was in Acts chapter 13 that the Lord began to say, Separate unto me Paul and Barnabas. You see, that shows the life of a man that have consistently over time been separated for the Lord. Put your hands in that scripture while coming back to it. 2 Timothy chapter 2, I'll read from verse 20. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold, of silver, but also of wood, of earth, some of honor, some of dishonor. 21. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. Action word there is purged himself. The word purged there means to live a separated life. You know, we are holy, so we are separate by Jesus. The church is a big place. The church, he said, in a great house, he said, separate yourself. So among people, there is a place for separation. There's an opportunity for you and I to be separated for the things of God. See, if you are not separated, even though God has made you holy, you yourself have to separate yourself for the things of God. 
That's what the scripture is saying. In the greater, there are different verses. It is on the basis of separation that determines whether you are going to be vessel of honor or vessel of dishonor. He talks about your separation. Is your life separated? Is those things I've said. How much of your time have you spending for kingdom purposes? That's separation. You are separating your life for the gospel. Paul will say, I, an apostle of Jesus, separated unto the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's separation. You have Christians who are workers in whatever they have. They are holy, right? Because they are holy, that means that they are, they are separated unto God, but they have not separated themselves unto God. They are separated unto God by calling, but they themselves have not submitted themselves to that separation. Their times are not separated for the master's use. Their thoughts are not separated for the master's use. Their creativity are not separated for the master's use. Their energies are not separated for the master's use. Their finances are not separated for the master's use. Their business are not separated for the master's use. So God gives us a requirement here and said, you separate and you will begin to see the honor of God upon you when you begin to live a separated life. That's what the word of God says. He said, when we separate ourselves, guess what will happen? He said, then we will be what? Sanctified and meet for the master's use. There are many things that God wants to do with your life, but you are not separated. You get what I'm saying now? Barnabas began to separate himself unto the Lord. And one of the ways he began to demonstrate that separation was to give to the cause of Jesus, to propagate that gospel. And because he gave some years later, God had to now say in Acts chapter 13, that separate unto me Paul and Barnabas for the work whereunto I have called them. So you see, separation began further separation. Who knows if Barnabas have never acted in this capacity, start separating his finances for the things of the Lord. Who knows, probably he might not have heard God calling him to the apostolic, and by it he might not have bear much fruit. You are wondering, what is this boy saying? The gospel according to John chapter 15. And let's look at verse 4. Abide in me, and I in you. It's always twofold. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can you, except you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. But look at verse 2. He said, every branch in me, that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, guess what? He purgeth it. The same word purge that you see Paul use in 2 Timothy chapter 2 is the same word here you see Jesus use. He said, he purgeth that he may bring forth much fruit. Barnabas was pruned, was separated, okay? Purge, separated. To bring forth much fruit. Because he has been bringing fruit. God keep tending to him just like a vine. And he kept bringing more fruit. In Acts chapter 13, God had pruned him then. To that very extent to say that, Hey, separate unto me Paul and Barnabas. So that they can bring much fruit. And they indeed bring much fruit. A lot of souls we are one. 
The Bible is saying that he who separates himself, who purge himself, even in a great house, he who separates his vessel, he who separates his agenda, his purposes. The Bible is saying that he is meat for the master's use. So that means that, yes, there is anointing for the master's use, but within that anointing, there is also a sort of qualification by consistently abiding in what God has called us to do. So if you act on God's words consistently, you will keep seeing your life being separated unto the purposes and the plans of God. That's what the scripture is saying. The more you obey God's word, the more you do them, the more you are separated. So that you can bear much fruit for God. Because God is pleased by you bearing much fruit. But despite the fact that God is pleased in you bearing much fruit, guess what? Not every believer is bearing fruits. Some of the strongholds for people is money. You never know who a believer is until the issue of money arises. But when money is taught, you see Barnabas separating himself, giving his all. And because he was giving his all consistently, he got to a day that he could see his purpose. After fasting, they laid hands on them and sent them for the work God had appointed them to do. I like the word the masters use. Why is that the master's you? Because you recognize that you are not living for yourself. You have a Lord. You have a master. Is Jesus the master over your finance? Because he can instruct you what business to do. He can instruct you what to spend your money on. He can instruct you when to close your business. If there's a need that the church needs you. Don't tell me that you are so busy that you do not have time for the church. The Lord of the house requires you. You can't do business like unbelievers do business. You can't be an employee of someone just like everybody else. All through the whole week, they are busy being an employee for someone. No time to spend for the Lord. No time to give to God. No time to be beneficial to the body of Christ. They are almost like a useless member in the body of Christ. No, we, it's only unbelievers that are expected to live that way. We cannot live that way. The Bible says that the joints knit together with every supply, make it increase. There is a supply. The anointing on you is supposed to bring about a supply to the body of Christ. Some people have not heard God clearly on certain areas of their life because they have not learned to separate themselves by obedience. And yet they want to hear God. What are you doing with the first information God has given to you? What are you doing with His Word? If a man shall separate himself, he said that you shall be a vessel unto honor. In other words, you are going to bring honor to the church. You are going to bring honor to the name of Jesus. Right now, ask yourself that question. It's very simple. Are you bringing honor to the name of Jesus? People look at you and all they see is a businessman. They are not seeing a Christian who does business. They are seeing a businessman who claims to be a Christian. There's a whole world of difference between the two. You will know by your separation. Will you bring honor to the name of Jesus consistently? So you know that brother is a Christian. You know that he does not joke with anything that has to do with ministry and church. Oh, you know that that guy serves in his local church and he still has time to do business. Oh, that is separating yourself for the master's use. Then you become a vessel of honor. Everybody that looks to you, they see the honor of Jesus upon you. And every time you're speaking and everywhere you go, you just know... As a minister, I went somewhere, I needed to get shoes. 
for myself because I didn't have shoes. The one I had, no, the soles were gone. And I got to someone in Keja, Lagos, and I was about to buy the shoe. What I could get with what I have on me was not something I love. I went for that to ask the prices of all that and say, how much was that? That time that it was about 4,000 naira. That was double the amount of money that I had. I had about 2,000 there about, if my memory serves me right. But I wanted the shoe of 4,000 there about. And the man looked at me and said, you are a child of God. Don't worry, this is the amount I sell this shoe. To be frank, it's 4,000 something, but take it. And that is how a shoe worth 4,000 naira, I was able to get it for 2,000 naira. That's the honor of God resting upon. The people just know supernatural. That's not the first time. Everywhere you go, people just have a knowing on their inside. God placed his honor upon your life. Because you are not in alignment. There are so many places you go. You talk, you talk, you talk, you talk, you talk, you talk. You don't need to talk, 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 talk. When you are in alignment, certain things just happen. There are many incidents in my life that I cannot count. Now people just say, on the basis that you are a child of God. I never spoke anything to these people. I was on a business trip in Kaduna. And the porter, that's the one who collects our bags and what have you, while we are heading to our hotel rooms, just collected the bag. And the next thing he said is, you are a great minister of God. This was in Kaduna. I'm just seeing this person for the first time. And he said, you are a great minister of God. I never told him that. But you see, the honor of Jesus rests upon you when you are in alignment. That's what the Bible is saying here. You become vessels of honor. Nobody has to say to gold that gold is honorable. Oh, that you have to treat gold with care. You don't see people throw gold on the floor. There is honor on that precious metal. You can see wood thrown anywhere. The word God itself connotes honor and majesty and luxury. So also our lives, when we begin to separate our lives, when God wants to get something out of the way, when God has assignment, because you have been pruned, you become available. You become that vessel. So informations that are free in the spirit are bypassing you because you are not in alignment with the spirit. Information are free in the spirit, but not everybody listens to it because not everybody is in alignment in the spirit. I would that you will consider. These are not my words. This is the Father speaking to you. I would that you will consider. You know that you are not living that life, that fulfillment right now. But the problem is that you are not separating yourself. Start from your finances. Start from your purpose for business. Start from your purpose for reason why you are in existence. Why are you living? Why are you here? Once you begin to live in that way, guess what you are doing? You are separating yourself. You cannot be like every other Christian. No, you are in alignment because the Bible said, separate unto every good work. Notice that it's a work. Ministry is a work. The moment you begin to understand the purpose for your existence, the purpose for business, the purpose for resources, that you begin to separate yourself. Then you begin to become available for different assignments that the Lord has for you. But you will not know them. You will not get them. The information will not be available until you begin to do this. If you will not support the things that God is concerned about, can two work together and say they be in agreement? 
So we see in Barnabas, we see that lifestyle. Who knew the little things that Barnabas did would count in the long run? May the Lord give you the sermons because it's in scarcity today in the body of Christ that many Christians are working but not in the sermons. The Bible says that we should not be unwise. We should know what the will of God is. That's in Ephesians chapter 5. He said, wherefore I awake and arise and Christ shall give you light. God is giving you his light. Some of the questions you have been waiting that have not been answered. What is my purpose? What is the moment to begin to align yourself? What a blessing it will bring to his glory. Will you do something about this? That's the pathway on how to live a fulfilled life. This is how it begins. It begins with separation. Will you consider your life? Will you set everything in order? Will you seek you first? His kingdom and his righteousness. And you see everything gravitates towards you. You become a vessel of honor. You become meat for every good work that God has already ordained. My name is Paul Aremolua.